to the 1787 Media Network and the podcast we like to call Simple Answers. Uh, last week we brought in uh, Jay, a uh, transgender female to male, and uh, we talked with him about all different types of uh, topics under the umbrella of transgenderism, and uh, he was nice enough to stay with us for a second week, so uh, I want to welcome back Jay to the program, and uh, we also have Kyle as yeah, well, if you're watching. Yeah, well, you know, it's 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 you. They're they're used to you, bud. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, thank you very much. Uh, you know, uh, hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. If uh, you're listening to us on SoundCloud, awesome. And uh, don't forget to hit that follow button on that as well. Uh, we're also on Facebook and uh, what's the other one? Twitter. Twitter, yeah, that's Facebook, it. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. blah 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 blah. And then I think Gerard's still working on CompuServe. He still says he's working on that. I don't, I don't even know what CompuServe is. That's because you're too young for CompuServe. Is that an old person thing? That's an old person thing. That was like, CompuServe was before America Online. So it's the MySpace wow. or Facebook kind of thing? Does anybody use it anymore? That's my question. No. No. Nobody it's like it. DOS. So AIM? Why no one even, even, just no one even knows what it is. A couple months ago. I'm sorry? AIM? AOL was oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a couple that. months ago. So I don't know news. It went out of business finally? Yeah, it's no longer. Oh, that's a bummer. Remember, I used to use, that was, remember, that's what I used to use on my computer in high school. Remember LimeWire when you would give your computer AIDS just to get that? <laughs> yes. Yep, I did that a lot. <laughs> it was me constantly bringing my laptop back to Staples. <laughs> I swear it wasn't porn. It was music. <laughs> yeah, which... You they're, they're like, wow, you need to get a girlfriend. <laughs> I just uh, wanted to listen to Blink 182's new album. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Um, so today I want to uh, continue the conversation with uh, branching off into more like uh, historical and political topics that we didn't really cover last last time. So for for those that um, didn't catch last episode, shame on you. You should actually go watch it or listen to it. But if they're not and they're lazy. Americans, which some people are, uh, just brief synopsis of your story, who you are, and you know, we'll go from there. So my name's Jaden Triskowski. I was uh, born Nicole Triskowski. I'm FTM, female to male. Uh, I've been transitioning for uh, two years on May 10th. Um, I am pre-surgery at this time. Hopefully, I actually just found out today that my therapist finished my letter, so it'll be submitted to the insurance company by awesome. tomorrow. So hopefully getting covered about for a top surgery. But I've been on HRT, hormone replacement therapy, by testosterone for two years now. Okay. So one of the things that we had mentioned last week was uh, your opinion on the whole sex and gender thing. Mm -hmm. um, but I wanted to get your opinion on, I look at it more like, um, what the left does to topics that don't work mm -hmm. and then they just change the name to s hopefully make it work yeah. um but transgender is actually a new term yes newer term mm -hmm. i should say um from what i was researching um you know it it was first used in the late 1960s and then it kind of faded away and then got really popular in the mid like 1990s mm -hmm. um but even when I was a kid or, you know, even in high school, you, you never heard about transgender. You always heard transsexual. Mm -hmm. 
So was there a correlation, like, was it the same? Or was it kind of one of those left things, like, oh, well, we want to make sex and gender different, so transsexual, we can't use that anymore because that's male-female, and transgender, we can make all of these non-specific genders. Transgender is basically just, it's being used to make it, honestly, I think it's a better it's a better term used for what we actually are because when you when people hear sex they think transsexual oh they're you know it's it's sexuality based when transgender actually isn't so like what we are as transgender is when it comes to gender we're like the whole process is about our gender and we're switching from female to male or male to female so when they included something like uh, a name for a term that's not necessarily don't really know how to explain it it it's to make it seem so um people aren't thinking of sexuality when it comes to this Mm -hmm. because a lot of people will find that they uh transition but they're um they find out they're gay so there's a lot of people in the trans community who are female that transition to male and they're a gay man so it would be like me transitioning to male and then being gay so it's got nothing to do with sexuality so they're just trying to then pulling that term out Mm -hmm. because it confuses too many people they're trying to break the stigma between sexuality and gender Mm -hmm. and you're looking at it more like sexuality in you know sexual preference not like biological sex Mm -hmm. kind of thing yeah which is i think from the old standpoint what i think they were trying to get at Mm -hmm. was you know you're transsexual you're male to female or you're female to male or you know like herbert hoover was a Mm cross-dresser all of his life really yeah Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was was a closet cross-dresser and there's strong evidence that he was a gay man are you positive that wasn't just like like political Nope. nope And nope. you'll find a lot of like one hundred percent historical it wasn't, fact. It wasn't. It wasn't like them throwing mud at each other kind nope. of thing. One hundred percent historical actually, fact. Actually, a lot of people do that do drag are not gay and they're not transgender. Right. They just do drag. It's just not, it's like a hobby. Yeah. <laughs> it's like people. It's like people who are into trains or stamps or people. You know, whatever. It's a lot of people who are are do drag. There are a lot of people who do drag that are trans, but the majority of like men who do drag races and stuff are not. Now, would that be considered transgender, though? Under, you know, like, people that don't understand the term, they would go, oh, well, I mean, they obviously want to look like, you know, a female or whatever. the best way I can describe it is think about people that do cosplay. Mm -hmm. Like, people who are into, like, uh, you know, Star Wars and Star Trek and, you know, early, like, uh, people who go to, you know, the... The Comic-Cons. Comic-Cons and stuff who do cosplay and they're really into it and they're fascinated by trying to make their costumes the best and creating their bodies to look exactly like the characters and stuff. That's basically what drag racing Mm -hmm. is. Interesting. They just take pride in um, being able to shock people by taking themselves from such a male figure and being able to um, pull off a female figure. Right. Now, what is... You know, there's, there's so much attention... Um, in today's world, like we we had discussed, you know, in my opinion, doing something like this doesn't make you special. It just, you know, it makes you a normal human mm-hmm. being. You know, you feel normal now, 
You didn't feel no more that. You're a normal human being. Mm. You know, I'm a normal human being. So is Kyle. Yeah, so, that's debatable. You have made some weird choices. But anyway, <laughs> so... Um, but so have I, so it's okay. But um, what do you think about the, like, prolific media attention to these, like, you know, trans stars like Laverne Cox and the other idiot that did it? What's his name? Caitlyn Jenner or whatever. Yeah. You know, like, like it's being sensationalized. And, you know, he was, what, trans for two months and he won like hero of the century kind of thing like it's kind of silly to me it's uh it's irritating because it's once again media having what they want their viewers to believe and they'll do whatever they want and they'll interview whoever they want that have the same ideas Mm -hmm. and the same topics um that's why i wish more people would do stuff like this and pay attention to more stuff like this and that's why I'm so open is because I've I've had an easy run. A lot of people who are trans have been exiled from their families. They've been kicked out of their houses. They've lost their jobs because they don't understand. But I've had a very easy life. Mm-hmm. I have, you know, I was very depressed for a long time because I wasn't able to do this. But now I have never um, been more in touch with what I see in the mirror. And I, since I've had such an easy time, I feel that it should be my job to put myself out there and I I don't want to be stealth I don't want to uproot my entire life and move to a place where people only know me as Jaden mm-hmm. um, I don't want to completely exile my wife from Nicole because she was my wife most people who are trans are not they don't have the mentality like I am a man damn it like I was never a girl mm-hmm. most they're very aware that they are coming from a biological gender as female they're very open about it but um It's uh, not a lot of those people like we were talking about earlier. Those people aren't really the ones that are speaking up because they're being stealth. Right. It's right. the people who don't know what they're talking about is the people who talk the loudest. Absolutely, the and that happens are, with anything. The people who want attention, the people who are yelling, and of course that's what the media is paying attention to because right. it's fascinating. Right. They and they see this person. You know, screaming back and forth, and they're like, "Wow, that's interesting." Film that, and that only. Right. But then they see people like myself or others who are sitting here having a actual conversation and bouncing ideas back and forth, and this isn't interesting. Right. Right, because it makes sense. Yeah. You know, it doesn't. When it comes down to it, like this is why I'm not accepted by a lot of people in the trans community is because I don't agree with all of their topics. Right. right. This is this is not a very this is not a black and white situation. I'm not just going to sit at the at the table and scream like, you are going to believe in this. You are going to accept me. You are going to accept that person and that person and that person. Which is, I think, no. the end game. Yeah. That at least from the political standpoint, the, the talking points that everybody hears is you have to accept these people. Yeah. If you don't accept these people, you're somehow bigoted and discriminating against yeah. them. Yeah, so, I don't accept know. some of those people. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't accept you... Um, Walking around being a complete abomination and, you know, just completely, just for you to not have any knowledge about life itself, to not know different types of people, to have no knowledge base of, you know, the people who have actually fought for your right to vote, like these women who, 
you know, lost their lives or, you know, men who have gone overseas to fight for your right to actually be here. And now you see all these people are, I'm going to go to Canada. I'm going to go here. I'm going to, you know, Sweden does this. Why don't, but we suck. Like you have no clue how great this country is. You really don't. Right. I was having that conversation with some, one of, um, it was an, uh, a, uh, kind of like a teacher in my school, uh, recently and he's gay and, um, the, he was saying how, you know, in the past that America has treated homosexuals. Do I know this teacher? No. Oh. Maybe. I don't know, but probably not. Yeah. How in the past America has treated homosexuals poorly and how there were all, all there's all this legislation that in the past that was against homosexuals getting married, giving blood, etc. Et and so what I tried to get him to see is that yes, there have been justice in the past, but this is an issue that's been going on for t- like over 2000 years. That homosexuals yeah. would look at this way for over 2000 years. So don't look at it as in in recent history, yes, like within the last 100, you know, even 10 years, 5 years that that um <clears throat> that our country has treated homosexuals poorly, but look at it more like we've we didn't start um, legal discrimination against homosexuals. We're ending it. We're one. We're one of the. Um, we're one of the few countries in the world, and I, th- I think that we're actually leading the world in stopping homosexual discrimination as far as legality goes. So don't look at it as you know, we we had these issues. Look at it as we're ending these issues. This two thousand year old issue before mm-hmm. most any country is. Yeah. And even though it's it's not going to be socially acceptable to in some areas of the country in some states because it's been around for so long, but the fact that we're taking strides to make it uh, you know less of a taboo and and whatnot is says a lot about our country and our freedom. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't think a lot of people realize that like, like you see these people screaming back and forth, and anybody can go on social media and see how. Um, multi-diverse our country really is but when it comes down to it I have been transgender for uh, just about two years now and I've never been dragged out of a bathroom I've never been beaten by angry mobs of conservatives I've never been I've never been you know like shamed if any like I honestly just try to live my life I still do to this day and my fiance makes fun of me but when I go into a public bathroom I throw the hood up face down and I go into the salon she was like why are you doing that like I'm like oh I'm afraid of somebody knowing and she was like I'm afraid that somebody will know I'm like I was female and they were like yeah no but you have facial hair you don't look any part female you look like the Unabomber take your hood off <laughs> you got more facial hair than I do <laughs> she was like stop <laughs> but like um like Everybody makes it like everybody has more balls through social media than they do in real life. Oh, absolutely. And when it comes down to it, everybody, I think, at least in this country, everybody wants the same thing. They want to live their life freely. They want a family. They want a house. And they just want to. They just want to live. They want to be left alone. Yeah. And I don't think you know people see these um, you know posts on social media that are funny, and without actually having any knowledge base behind it everybody's so quick to share it but when it comes down to it i can have an intelligent conversation with somebody who shared a funny post about caitlin jenner being a tranny and i and they can actually they congratulate me and shake my hand and oh i'm happy for you that you're doing the surgery mm-hmm. like everybody has balls through social media but right. i don't Keyboard think this country warrior. is is yeah. divided as we think it is yeah Every, well everybody just wants everybody else to be happy but at the same time people don't want other people's intro, you know, information shoved down their throat. 
Like, I'm not going to walk up to Joe Schmo on the street and be like, wow, hey, just let me know. I got my clearance to have my tits out. <laughs> like, they're going to be like, wow, thanks for sharing that information with my five-year-old. Yeah. So leading leading on to, or leading from you saying everybody just wants to be left alone, I feel like a lot of conservatives, um, their, their main issue, like uh, Turk was talking about earlier, is that we're okay with, with people transitioning, but we're not okay necessarily people forcing us to use certain pronouns. So mm-hmm. what's your opinion on that? And say that somebody close to you or someone who was friendly to you but just didn't believe that they sh- you know, should call you the, proper, the pronoun that you mm-hmm. want to be called. So what's your, what's your opinion on that? I think it's very difficult because it's also a case-by-case basis. Mm-hmm. I feel like I was very lucky. I already had a more of a masculine build I already had more masculine features, so when it came to therapy and I started getting facial hair and stuff, I don't get misgendered anymore. I what's called pass. So I can walk out on the street and people call me sir and him and he, mm-hmm. and it's easy for me. But there are a lot of people out there who have always had a more feminine build and despite their best to try to pass and they actually do dress masculine they try their best to have masculine haircut and come off as more masculine. They just don't pass. Mm -hmm. And it can be very frustrating um, getting misgendered. It can cause more dysphoria, causes more depression, more anxiety, because they feel like they're just not fitting in. So um, I understand then, you know, if if somebody corrects you, hopefully they do it politely. Most people will usually Mm -hmm. do it politely. Honestly, just go with it. What's it going to do? Right, you know, debating back and forth, but at the same time, there's people who are like you know we were talking about earlier. There's going to be people in that are identifying as male in their dresses and their makeup and stuff like that, and then they're getting misgendered and then they're screaming at people right for doing it. It's, and it is very difficult. One of the things that um, there was a couple ideas that you said in like those eight paragraphs that I wanted to unpack, but going on the um, going on the, the pronoun issue, it a lot of the argument is, okay, well, you, because you're not you know transgender, like if I walked up to you, I have to walk on eggshells, so I can't just say, hey, you, or hey, whatever. Um, I have to come up to you, and the argument is, I have to ask, before I even say hello, what pronouns would you like to use? Now, one of the arguments that... I thought was was awesome was I'm sitting there with you for now two weeks you know we, we've been talking for you know um, however many minutes and I addressed you by your name mm-hmm. or you because I'm talking to you yes you know I go what do you think yeah. if I'm talking about you to him and you're not here I'm gonna say you know, J or he or... So who really is using pronouns like male, female, they, them, whatever, pronouns in front of that actual person? Yeah. And honestly, when it comes to somebody, and I think we've all been in a situation where you've seen people on the street who it's like, are you a boy or a girl? Like, I can't really tell. Right. And then, Patience and a lot then, of the times. And the little confrontation or the little, you know, bit you may have with them actually talking, whether it be like a waitress or wait staff or, you know, a coworker or something, in a little time you're gonna be interacting with that person, you kinda of find a way to, you know, walk around it. Kinda of be like, hey, like, 
um, just hey you or you know our waitress or you're a nice server or like something you don't have to you can find kind of in that little bit of time find your way around using any pronouns and you can just avoid the situation at that right and, right. and I think a lot of it has to do I think the, the backlash on the pronoun issue at least from my standpoint is people have been you know um, taught to assume just by looks mm-hmm. you know um, I it, it, I wasn't going to mention it upstairs I should have mentioned it upstairs but I'll mention it now is when you first walked in the house I would it, just passing you I would never assume anything other than you were a guy period okay I'm pretty sure because you looked very familiar I'm pretty sure I've passed you in hospitals before because I remember faces yeah okay never would assume that you were anything other than what I saw mm-hmm. so I think everybody does that everybody says you know first impressions are everything mm-hmm. you know we look we're trained in human nature yeah. to look at the outside first mm-hmm. so yeah everyone's gonna assume that Kyle's a dude yeah, yeah. he might not be but I'm gonna assume he is until he tells me otherwise mm-hmm. I think that's where a lot of people get lost is because they're so trained to be like, yeah, that's a dude, that's a girl, that's a, I don't know, but I think I'll call it this. And I think you in know, therapy, that's one of the big things they need to address for the trans community is it's not, it's not just on the responsibility of you guys, like you guys are considered cisgender. I don't know. I've heard that term. I don't know it's, what it means though. It's you are biologically born a male and identify as a male. You okay. are cisgender. It's CIS. So. Um, one of the big things, and it's not just cis responsibility, but trans people need to take accountability for themselves. And while it may be dysphoric and depressing and, and hard to deal with, transitioning is not a, you know, it's not an immediate change. Right. You're, I mean, I would have to be on testosterone for at least five to six years to develop a beard like yours. Mm-hmm. I'm doing pretty good with facial hair. I take biotin every day. I also use uh, minidoxyl Rogaine to help fill it in more. Right. Because it helps me pass. If I shave, I look like a lesbian and then we're back to school. It's just a pain in the butt. But, uh, Believe me, it took me years to be able to grow that self. It's struggle. <laughs> but um, trans people also need to hold themselves accountable to the fact that, yes, it is difficult, but you need to understand that like, you are going to be misgendered. It's part of the process. It happens for all of us. And you cannot get angry at other people for being for misgendering you. All you can do with your best is to politely say, I prefer uh, female pronouns. I prefer male pronouns. Right. And either the person's going to accept you, apologize maybe, and move on with their day, and then you guys can, whatever, be friends and do whatever you have to do, or they're not going to accept you, and then you just have to make a choice if you're going to interact with that person or not. Right. It's, it's just like any other life choice. You're you're always going to meet people who are going to disagree with you. Right. They disagree with you, good. You're still up for something in your life. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I definitely think that's a contention point. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it goes back to the argument we had on the last uh, the last episode, which is the, the need to be accepted. Yeah. You know, there is going to be people that just don't like you. Mm-hmm. You know, there are still racist people in this country that still don't like black people. 
It will never change. You can't please everyone. You can't please everybody. There's you can please a majority, but you can't please everybody. There's no such thing as a perfect world. Right. But I think this this whole political idea of getting to a perfect world by, you know, cultivating all of these uh, different types of changes and forcing the changes on the majority is where they're trying to get to. And I so, think it's just fantasy mm-hmm. land. Um, you know, can people's opinions be changed? Yeah, sure. You know? So I totally understand the um, common decency side, obviously, of using the proper pronouns. Before I had talked to you in person, I was I was honestly um, very adamant about using the proper pronoun rather than the preferred pronoun. Mm-hmm. But being able to talk to somebody who's going through it and who is level-headed and isn't screaming at me saying I have to use it, obviously I'm going to do the polite thing and the right thing, in my opinion now. Mm-hmm. So, um, politeness aside, do you think that if people don't use the right pronouns that they should be um, legally fought against, that it should be a rule or a law that people have to use the proper pronouns, or do you think that it it should remain a common decency thing and that people who don't use proper pronouns can be dickheads if they want to? I mean, it should remain a common decency thing. I don't think there should be litigation in it, unless it's something, of course, the fact that you do have your name and gender legally change. And something that the law along the lines of like an employer or something like that refusing to accept the fact that you've gone through a legal name change in there, something right. like that. But honestly, that would be like you know me calling you an asshole and you suing me because I referred to you not by pronoun. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. That may, I just I only bring that up because yeah. I believe in Canada they actually passed a law that if you don't use the proper pronouns that you can be arrested, be fined, arrested and, and go have for to go through crime. and have to go through um, training basically. Like honestly, yeah. unless it gets to the point of you are being like assaulted. Like harassment, like harassment, yeah. then I can understand. But uh, I still have. There's a couple employees I work with. They're the nicest people ever. They're some of my best friends. But like one of them slips up and calls every once in a while she, her. But then he apologizes and he feels legitimately bad about it. But he just slips up. Right. So it's not a big deal. Um, yeah. On the same note, um, how do you feel about? I, I think that it is that it's that legally medical personnel such as us we're not allowed to ask somebody's. Um, actual, you know, what their actual sex is as compared to what gender they they, um, they um, identify as. How do you feel about medical personnel being able to ask what their actual sex is and trying to figure that out as far as a treatment standpoint or a decency standpoint? I agree. I, I will oh. say one caveat to that. I don't remember anything that says we can't. I believe that I was in this discussion. Because I took a CLI course. I do. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I took a CLI. You know, I took um, a CLI course on it, and we got into a long debate about it. And there was somebody who actually worked for like the Department of Health or something who was saying mm-hmm. that legally we cannot ask. Same as you're not supposed to ask what people's, um, you know, if they have any bloodborne illnesses like like sexual transmitted diseases. We're not supposed right. to be able to ask that. So she said it was that that lady said it was the same thing. So we got into this long debate about it, about how, you know, we're just trying to figure out what the person's actual sex is because we're going to treat a male with abdominal pain differently than a female with abdominal pain. Right, right. Or biological, anyway. Right. And the argument came down to, we had all basically disagreed, and this guy's daughter, actually, when he went home, said, you can figure it out through their medications. You know, if they're on testosterone, you might be able to figure out, okay, mm-hmm. they say that they're, if they're that adamant about it, they're not going to tell you, but they say they're male. Mm-hmm. But they're on testosterone. You might be able to figure out, okay, you know, with this age, they're on testosterone, so most likely, right. And I think, you know, there's the medical profession is kind of weird because, um, you know, all three of us being in it, 
we look at, you know, the same thing. Like, we're going to treat a male like a male. We're going to treat a female like a female. So we want to be able to treat you effectively. And I think the argument to, to that whole end is, you know, people will sit there and go, oh, well, you know, Jay identifies as a male. He believes wholeheartedly he's a male. So we have to treat him as a male, even though he doesn't have the biological parts of said male. So we can't say he's a male. We're going to treat him medically as a female because I'm pretty sure, um, you know, me as a male, I'm not going to go to an OB. I'm going to go to a urologist. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a point in time where you will probably not go to an OB and go to a urologist, mm -hmm. I, I would assume. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, you're right. And you know? that's And that's one of the big parts, and you'll find people who are actually trans. If... <clears throat> If they're actually going through a medical emergency and you are you're just doing your best, you're following by law, you're following your protocols, um, do what you do as long as everything's documented, you did the best to your ability. And there's and nobody can debate you. As long as you document everything, this is what happened. The person, you know, stated I was a male, they didn't give me any more information, but I did see it and you know, you write down testosterone, that's all you can do and that's mm -hmm. your best. But you will find somebody who's in an actual medical emergency if they tell you they're trans and, and something's going wrong, they will let you know. Like, yeah. Hey, I am, um, I'm transgender. I am just post-op uh, hysterectomy, oophorectomy, and I'm having severe lower abdominal pain. Mm -hmm. Like they'll tell you, I, you know, I, I practically, I, I think I might have some Vistaprint put out some cards because I got pulled over by the police the other day and gave my license and like I'm trans. <laughs> <laughs> my name's not changed over yet. There's nothing. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting. Right. But um, I actually, there was an interesting topic I was following on Facebook the other day of a man who just had phalloplasty, like a surgery to create a penis. And one of the parts in the procedure is they take um, skin graft and do a ure urethral lengthening to bring through the shaft or the phallus. And he was having issues with reoccurring UTIs. He went to... The surgery he had done in a different state that was more accepting and had surgeons that actually performed it, but he had reoccurring UTIs to the point where it was he could not void his bladder. Mm -hmm. um, so he went to his local hospital for emergency treatment, and they didn't know anything about the procedure. They didn't. They weren't accepting of it. I guess they were parading nurses and doctors in the room like he was a sideshow act, and he was in excruciating pain. He couldn't void his bladder. Um, he told. The, he told the people, begged them to contact the surgeon who performed the surgery, which was Dr. Chen in New York City. And the doctor said he did and never actually didn't. And they decided to straight cath him. They completely tore his urethra because it wasn't healed from the surgery. Right. And did thousands of dollars in damage to the point where he now has to have the entire surgery redone. Had he actually contacted the surgeon who did the procedure, they would have told him to do a super pubic cast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I feel like, honestly, after I had argued, because uh, I, when I was in the CLI class, I had argued, like, no, I need to know their actual sex. I need to know for, so I can treat them. But I feel like that's a unicorn argument. If somebody who is trans is actually in a medical emergency, they're not going to keep that information from you. They want the help. Yeah. At and least you would hope, because... You know, it goes back to the argument of the bloodborne people. I mean, there have been hundreds of 
hundreds of people that have said, oh yeah, I don't have nothing, and then later on you find their Hep C, HIV, whatever. But that's not necessarily you know, seen safe, <laughs> right? But that's exactly. not necessarily as permanent. You know, you know, if they have AIDS per se, well, no, no, it's no, not I'm necessarily going to change my treatment plan. Correct. Whereas if Correct. they're a, a male to female, female to male, that could potentially change my treatment plan for something like abdominal pain. Right. But absolutely, like I said, I think I feel like after I argued it and I did more research on it and I talked to you, I mm-hmm. kind of realized that what I was arguing was like this like ridiculous fantasy scenario where somebody is so adamant about their their uh, uh, sex change or gender change that they that they decided to keep possibly life saving information from me. And I think that just yeah. seems so unrealistic and ridiculous that. Honestly, After arguing that point, it seems stupid. Honestly, all you can do is document, document, document. Some of the, some of the, ch- uh, I mean, some of the changes that can be directly related to actually trans topics within the body is not going to be something you can treat anyway. So all you can do is really your ABCs, your vitals, and document. And if you know you can tell like something's off, where you can tell that this person may be trans. And upon your physical assessment, you see laparoscopic scars on the abdomen. That could be indicative of, uh, I mean, you can ask, like, what the scars are for. Mm-hmm. But if, they don't, if they're not going to indulge your answer, then just document. That's all you can do. Right. Now, one of the things that I wanted to get in, you and I briefly, you know, I mentioned it upstairs, was I think going towards the, the, the legal movement mm-hmm. is it there's always this perpetuated idea that you know you as the trans community or you know the lgbtq community is somehow you know trampled on your rights or don't have equal rights to everybody else so my 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 big question was always you know Every day that we do a podcast, we have the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution sitting right above, right behind us. Mm-hmm. What, in your opinion, does the community think that they're not afforded in those two documents? Because, in my opinion, they have everything that Kyle and I have, you know, afforded to them just by living in the country. Honestly, so what are they? What are they trying to reach for? Honestly, I think when it comes down to it, is the victim card gets people more attention. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think I have any less rights than any of you guys. I I have never been told I can't do anything because I'm trans. I mean, yes, this path is more difficult and I have a more different journey than you guys do, but that's on my own and it's not something that I'm being told I can't do this, I can't do that. I mean, I live in a state where, you know, a, a lot of people don't necessarily agree with it and I'm not a huge fan of you know our governor but it's mandated in New York State that insurance companies in the state must cover trans mm-hmm. rights I'm not exactly sure the whole I've I mean I've read the all the documents multiple times but I'm not sure the extent I know bottom surgery is not covered anywhere my top surgery is covered mm-hmm. and as long as I have psychiatric clearance and you've been on HRT for one year you are allowed coverage but um, I think you have the same rights as everyone else. I think when it comes down to insurance, it's just a matter of people understanding the fact that for a lot of people in the trans community that this surgery, it's, it's proving that treating medically transgender people uh, surgically and medically is saving taxpayers 
and you know insurance coverage thousands and millions of dollars in medications for uh, depression anxiety it's saving people from suicide it's saving people from you know thousands and not millions of dollars in therapy mm-hmm. um, but I don't think anybody in really anybody really in this country is discriminated against right and I, it, it comes down to a case-by-case basis where it's difficult where you know you might have an issue with an employer right different topic that should be dealt with in-house right if you right. Can, it's, it, it comes down to if you can prove like i agree that discrimination happens i don't believe that it's a systemic issue so if you can right. prove to me the specific organization or the specific person who is discriminating against you, I will be right there and fight with you because I don't think people should be discriminated against for the way they are. But to just paint broad pictures and say that it's the whole system that's messed up or it's a systemic issue or, you know, corporations doing this. Okay, well, show me the specific law, corporation, person who's discriminating against you, and I will be, I will protest in the streets with you. But don't just paint it as a broad picture just to play the victim card. Right. And same thing with, like, on a lot of people don't realize, oh, I'm sure you guys all heard the story about the um, the gay couple that was denied a wedding cake. Mm-hmm. In Oregon? When it, it didn't, it wasn't necessarily just about the wedding cake. It was the fact that a lot of people don't realize where these people were, the people that own the bakery were bashing these people for months, was talking horribly about them to the community, tried to have their kids taken away. Were they? Was harassing them mm-hmm. nonstop. So it wasn't necessarily just about the cake. It was just months of just string of harassment. Right. So I hadn't people. heard that because I had always argued for the for cake the bakers because yeah. if it was just the cake, then Fine, I'm on the set. Exactly. You don't get my five hundred dollars for right. Exactly. So that's and, the, and that was the that was the opinion of everybody here was you know which because I, I didn't I never heard of that. That yeah, so I'll, I'll have to research either. it more because I hadn't heard that it was yeah. more than it was that it was harassment. It was more than just denying them the cake. Because yeah. I, I always look because at when it, it comes with, down to that, like I, honestly, if I had somebody coming in with a swastika flag asking me to make a swastika cake, I'd be like, get the hell out! Yeah, <laughs> right. I don't like people. Right. This is my business. You right. can't tell me what to do. This is my product that I am selling. You, you cannot yeah. force me to sell. And a you know what? You. If they don't, if if I walk in and say, hey. It's a three, four tier wedding cake. I'm gonna give you five hundred dollars to make me flour and milk and eggs and bring it to my wedding. If if they say no, okay, I'll take my business elsewhere. Five hundred dollars. I'll go to Hannaford. That's the beautiful. That's the beautiful. That's the beauty of capitalism. Is that if you Mm -hmm. if if someone's gonna discriminate that poor that badly against somebody for whatever reason, exactly. Exactly. There's gonna be a bakery that opens up across the street that is like, I'll take your money. Right. I don't care. I don't think exactly. people realize if you don't like somebody, ignore them. Yep. Eventually, if this person is such a terrible human, they're literally going to have nobody. And mm-hmm. then they're going to start to realize, wow, maybe it's a me problem. Right. So since we're winding down, I wanted to touch base uh, and just get your opinion on – we touched on the age thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that you know you you believe that no one should get any type of you know surgeries or medical treatment until like – after 18. Well, not, not medical well, treatment. Surgery. Therapy. Right. I, I don't think you should be allowed to start hormonally replacing until age of 18 as well. But when it comes down to family therapy and personal therapy, absolutely. Right. So I knew you understood that. I just wanted to make sure that for the sake yeah. of the yep. podcast and the viewers. Yeah. Um, so there was a story, I don't know if you've heard of it, probably, uh, coming out of, I believe, Delaware. Where Delaware State Schools had passed a law where um, 
faculty and staff in the schools could now tell your kids, hey, like my boys, they could walk in and be like, hey, you guys look, you know, like you guys are going to be female, so you guys are going to be female when they're like six years old. I've just, I haven't heard that. I've heard of schools letting the children pick their own gender for the day. So, yes, there's that. Yeah. But this was the teachers are now going to assign your kids gender in that's like in elementary school. Absolutely. I got to yeah, research that. That the, sounds made up to me. I got to research it myself. It was, it was. I trust your research. Dude, I know. I know. I know. so ludicrous dude, to me. I know. That's and like, believe me, so I tough. slapped myself in the head like three times. It's so tough because like anything, there's always going to be radical expression of one thing or another Mm -hmm. and when it comes down to it it's 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 really a case-by-case basis where people just need to pull themselves away from the media and look at the immediate situation like which i think is so have you ever like gone to walmart shopping with your kids and some transsexual comes out of nowhere and just displays themselves to you and just completely ruins your life. Right. And even if they did, how am I going to know they're transsexual? Yeah. Right. Like, do you, do right. you even, like, have you ever had a And if they, if they did in front of my kids, they'd get a swift kick in the throat. Have you so ever, it doesn't well, really like, matter. In 30 years of life, have you ever had a transgender person just ruin your life? No. <laughs> like, and that's, I'm sure that's for 99, 100% of the people just, out there. The media just exploits everything mm-hmm. and doesn't take a second to realize, like, like, the person you see screaming uh, about LGBT rights and stuff like that, probably the people that talk the loudest know the least. Yes. Yeah. I'm a firm believer of that. So people really need to pull themselves away from the TV and talk to their neighbors and talk to the people in their community instead of mm-hmm. just seeing this national outrage at this this week. Oh, it's guns this week and transgender this week and next week it'll be Hillary Clinton and this week it'll be Trump and what he did and it's... Right. Divide and conquer. It yeah. is. It is. It's a lot. And, you know, it's it's going after the minority groups. Yeah. You United know? we I stand, mean, divided we fall. Right. Yeah. It, it's... At, that's in Albany, actually. I just drove to St. Peter's today and that's actually on a billboard on 90 with a picture of Lincoln in Albany and I was like, are you kidding me? But I, think I never would have thought that that picture with that quote would be in this city. <laughs> I, th- I think when people just pull back and start to realize the fact that everybody's pretty much on this earth for the same thing. They want their family happy and healthy. They want to be loved. They want you know some sort of housing. They just want to be free and mm-hmm. have everything they need to live. They want food, water. Just, they want to live comfortably right. and either be left alone or you know just be accepted. Right. I feel like if the, the less that these issues are sensationalized, then the less people you'll get who scream about it for attention. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's a, you know, you want to talk that about anything. I mean, school shootings, we've said that a hundred times. Stop making these people famous, and you'll see numbers go down. Yeah. Well, numbers you know? have been going down since the 70s, but that's a whole other podcast. A whole other yeah. <laughs> we, we've, we've talked about that. Anywho. Um, so anything more that you guys want to add? Because I'm pretty much out of questions. Um, just wanted to ask um, if you're willing to share what's uh, what's your plan with paramedic school. Um, I think I'm gonna be going back. I I just have a super busy year this year. I, th- yeah. I think if anything, I might go back in the fall. I think I'm going to Colville School. I remember I saw a post on it recently. Yeah. I don't I don't remember the post. That's why I was asking. Yeah, I think if anything, the fall. If not, definitely by next year. Hopefully, I know I got a couple people who are like dragging me. 
Yeah, I will warn you. Oh, we'll both warn you. I, I, well, I can't really say for you anyway, but paramedic school, for whatever reason, is like the toughest time ever. Like every, like your life just decides to take a dump on you and everything goes wrong. It really is. So it's not like it's not just the stress of trying to cram five years of schooling into a one-year program. It's also like for some reason your life falls apart. Like yeah. people die. Like, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm My so house exploded. <laughs> it really was... Um, for anyone out there that's in EMS that's thinking about going to paramedic school or anyone who wants to get into the EMS, we're not here be, for the money. Let <laughs> this be a forewarning. Make sure that you're doing it because you really want to because yeah. money does suck. Yeah. Whether you're a medic or not, money sucks. But medic school, what is it, a two-year program? It's an associate degree in 10 months. Right, and even the associate degree should be more than that. Right. Even when you're in a classroom, you're in a hospital. Yeah. Right. You're working. It is. No days off. Like, he was single through a good portion of it with no kids. Like, I had a wife and two kids, and I saw them one day a week. Every other day, I I left, like, before they all woke up, and I came home after everybody went to bed. And I'd see them one day a week. And by the end of it, my wife hated my guts because I was never home and she was a single parent. And that took me, like, months to. (laughs) <laughs> of being like yes honey I love you to death I'll do that don't you worry yeah, one, of my, one of my friends he had like five of his close friends uh, die yeah. throughout the year me I had I, I, my relationship ended I had family members a lot of issues with, with family members and I had you know I lost a couple of close friends so it's, yeah. uh, it's tough but the reason I asked is just because it's people like you and like Turek and like our other friends Tom and Gerard that I want to see in our field because it's people like you who I know are in it for the right things where right. we talk about upstairs there are people who are in the medical field who just they, want the glory and just ex- exactly yeah. or they're in it for the whatever the reasons are the wrong reasons and mm-hmm. so I'm excited to see how you know how it plays out for you if I can warn you though do something else <laughs> I would love to have you as a paramedic don't get me wrong but you will be a lot happier and make a lot more money doing something else I go into business <laughs> you know you'll be I a millionaire really, I thought about going to a trade school I really thought about possibly like welding that was my that was my first I wouldn't so I would not um, try to drive you away from that because my first college program was an electrical construction degree so I have that under my belt now I have the paramedic thing under my belt and I got my national registry so I can work anywhere in the country because the electrical thing is also national. And uh, so I can move somewhere and have a job in a few days because they're always looking for electricians, always looking for paramedics, yeah. always looking for welders, you know? Yeah. So have at least a couple of trades welders to fall back start on. start at like $75,000 a year. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. My friend became a welder. My friend who was a total deadbeat became a welder and moved to Florida and like makes a bunch of money, yeah. you know? There's always going to be a need for welders. That's yeah. why I, I think I'm starting to see, it feels like people are starting to wake up and realize that a co- education is great. Mm-hmm. Education is a wonderful thing, but sometimes not all situations where college education is just a, a dead end. Yeah. Right, and there, there's and like there's just thousands there's, of dollars. In there's debt. like five and a half million un, you know, filled trade jobs in this country. I feel like trades are are you know? starting. I I feel like I've seen it within the last few months. I want to say like the last six months. I feel like trades are starting to make a comeback. I feel like people are starting to realize, like, wow, I can go to welding school for, like, $10,000 and, you know, pay it back in one year of working as a welder. Right. Just 
be forewarned, uh, this is my warning to you, don't become an artist. Because that's what I did first. <laughs> I went to photography school, became a professional photographer. Shut up. <laughs> you, you have to tell everybody that, all right? One time when I was 18. Leave me alone. See, 18-year-olds make dumb mistakes too, all right? So, yeah, actually, uh, on that same note, I when I went to electrical school, uh, my financial situation, my parenting situation, and I, I got such good grades, basically, in, in the trade school I was in that I got grants back from the government and was able to use that money towards going to paramedic school. So it's like, it's super cheap and you make, you mm-hmm. can make a lot of money for a lot less schooling and a lot less hassle. And if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And then especially already working in this field, everybody will help you out. Yeah. Because there's, do you know how many people I've like, are you going back to medical school? You can have my books. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, it's not because they want to help you. It's just because they want to get rid of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, th- these books, this one Nancy Caroline book cost me $500. I didn't even use the CD, and Hudson Valley is willing to give me $30 for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when you go to GameStop and try yeah. to turn a game. <laughs> we'll give you $7 for that Xbox. Yeah. $7 for the Xbox, 30 cents for the 30 games you brought in. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to resell them at full price. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Refurbished. Yep. yep. Absolutely. Um, so with that, I want to thank you, Jay, for, uh, for coming by for, you know, these two episodes. You've been absolutely awesome. Um, I feel enlightened, you know, it was, it was a a very good experience. I learned a lot. Yeah. I would say I, I, I already had the opportunity to to speak with you. So, but I was in the same boat, you know, I came back from our conversation that one night at the restaurant and like my opinion, you know, I, I had to think deep, you know, deep about things, but my opinion totally changed and I feel like you helped bring me closer to the truth and that's where I want to be. Nice. Yeah. And I, I think with, with me, um, I, I was very open. Like I had said before, I don't really care what anybody does. You know, I was very open to the whole idea. I was just looking at more information about things that I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. Which I think you you blasted everything out of the water today, which, you know, kudos to you. So, um, guys, you know, if you have any questions, you know, comment down below on either, you know, SoundCloud, Facebook, or Twitter, or whatever. You know, we'll get in touch with Jay and, you know, have him answer the question. We'll pass it along. Um, you know, I'm sure he would be willing to do, you know, any type of, like, educational thing like that if someone has a question that you didn't answer. Yeah, you absolutely. Know. I'm not, um, and I, I'll admit there's probably going to be times where I don't know the whole answer myself, but I'll be willing to research and learn. And right. you do what I do. I make half the stuff up out together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever sounds good. <laughs> statistically. Uh, yeah, statistically, those 99% of statistics that I make up, that's what I do. Um but till next time, guys, make sure you hit that red subscribe button. Uh, follow us on the SoundCloud and uh, like the Facebook page if you haven't already. All the links are down below. And uh, what is it? Like us on Twitter? I don't use Twitter like ever. Yeah. I don't um, even know what it is. The follow only reason I there. have a Twitter is Twi- because you, you bestowed the, I know. the honor upon me. So. I know because I don't even know what it yeah, is. Yeah, I think you, so. like, you like and follow on I Twitter. I don't, I don't know. know. But do what you know because... People know what to do and I don't, so it's okay. Till next time, America, stay strong.